Ray, you know what makes me happy? I think I do, but I want you to tell me. Our season three sponsor, Smoke Sessions Barbecue. Oh my gosh, that makes me happy too. Yeah, you know, we visited this place a while back for the first time, and every time we make a trip down to Texas, we go out of our way to go to Roy City, Texas. Uh, I mean, it's like, what, an hour uh, east of the Dallas-Fort Worth area? It is. It's not that far out of the way at all. It's right off of I-30. Yeah, and dude, this is... I, I don't know how to describe how great this barbecue is. The brisket, the turkey, the pulled pork. I, I I have yet to have anything that wasn't just really, really darn good, man. And I got to tell, I got to tell everybody, Wednesdays, that's the key, right? We, uh, yes, there's something special every Wednesday, Mike. Tell them about it. It's it's the barbecue burrito. So, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's... This thing, I, I watched it on Instagram or on Facebook. Uh, I've, I've watched it for like a couple of years before I actually got there on a Wednesday because, you know, you and I usually pop in like on a weekend, but we finally got there on a Wednesday and I got to have this burrito and it is out of this world. No, I agree, dude. It's life changing. It's like, it's one of those burritos you don't realize will change the path of your life until you have it. And then the sun gets brighter, the clouds part, your belly gets full. And somewhere angels appear and just start singing to you. It's that kind of barbecue burrito. So Smoke Sessions Barbecue. Uh, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, they are in Roy City, Texas. They're about to open a brick and mortar, a new brick and mortar spot there in Roy City. They're going to have some great craft beer and some of the best Texas barbecue you've ever had. Check them out. Follow them. And when you're in the area, stop by and tell them. Mike and Big Race at you from Craft Beer Bucket List. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List with Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another awesome episode of Craft Beer Bucket List. I'm Big Ray. I've got Mike across the Arkansas River from me, and uh, we're going to talk about beer. That always makes me happy. Mike, you know what else makes me happy? Am I on the other side uh, of the Arkansas no, River no. from you? Yes, yes I think I'm are. on the same side. I think I'm on the same side of the Arkansas River as you. Are you on the south side hey, or the you north know side? What? It doesn't matter, dude. I am on the west <laughs> side. Yeah. All right. Get out of here. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, hey, we talk about craft beer, not geography. Good grief. Okay. Yeah. So no, and realistically, if you look at as the river flows, yeah, I believe we're on the same, same side. Yeah. So, yeah, so you're on the other side of the state line for me. How about I go with that? Cause uh, I'm in Oklahoma. Uh, you're, you're in Arkansas. And uh, so, but you know, it makes me happy, Mike, to, to d- drink beer. And I get more happy when I talk to you about beer and then we drink more beer and people listen to us. And that's fantastic. <laughs> they listen to you. That's no, no, they're, they're here for you. I'm just, they just have to get like, Oh, we got to put up with big Ray to hear Mike again. It's worth it. You know, I was listening, I was, uh, mentioning you before I was listening to our last episode the other day on my way to him to right. native dog brewing in Southern Arkansas. And, uh, I don't know, man. I had a lot of fun listening to it. To it, it was, it was good times. So, anyway, always a good time. Yeah. 
So I, I, I made know, fun tonight, of you a lot. So I think that's what it was. That's probably what it was. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, you, I stepped you on do your that way. a lot, Mike. That's that's why I drink so much beer. Uh, all the emotional trauma from all of your constant harassment, Mike. Oh, Lord. 20, 22 years of it now. Oh, God. All right. So, well, uh, so anyways, let's get into this podcast. To, to, I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm trying to work here, Mike. So, <laughs> anyway, no tonight's uh, tonight's special. I'm enjoying it. So, as always, we have a sticker sponsor, uh, mm-hmm. which is always cool. So, on rotation brewery and kitchen down in Dallas, Texas. So, to win one of these awesome stickers from on rotation, send us a message on the social medias. It all started in a driveway. And we will select our winners from the messages and get those sent out to you. So thank you to On Rotation Brewery and Kitchen. If I if I ever get a chance to talk to these folks, I want to tell them how cool they are. <laughs> um, Ray, Ray, I got good news for you. Uh, I got good news uh, for you. Um, tell we me, we have him with us. We we have uh, Mr. Jacob Sloan with us today. Tonight, it's tonight. Wait, what? Yeah, tonight. No, no. Are you, are Mr. You on rotation right himself? I don't know if that's what he goes by, but that's what we're gonna say. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I had I had no idea he was here recording. With shut us. up. It's, not, it's almost yeah. like get out of here. It's almost like this was planned. Oh god, you're like dad jokes. No, that's fantastic. Over there. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. So no, I seriously. Uh, dead. So anyway, we've got Jacob with us. Yeah. <laughs> Kid Lord. So it's good Lord. So let's let Jacob say hi. Hey, how are you guys doing? Yeah, fantastic. How are you doing tonight, dude? Doing good. Doing good. Glad to be here. Excellent. I think he just so intru- you for got introduced to us um, the roughest way possible. That's the roughest introduction yeah. ever. Hey, I'll, I'll take it. It seems smooth what? from the outside. So oh, It's oh, like a duck paddling the feet under the water. <laughs> right? You never know. Do, do you go by Mr. On Rotation? Uh, not not usually. That, that'd okay. be a first. Normally, yeah. it's Jacob or Hey Guy. So. Yeah, it just <laughs> popped in my head. I'm like, that's probably a terrible too. name. We'll have to make it out T-shirt. <laughs> Do you, oh man? I don't know. Like, remember when fat heads were a big deal for football? The the big stickers on the wall. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Maybe they should. Yeah. They should do that for breweries. You could have your own <laughs> fat head. I don't Ray's, think I want that. I'd rather do it. <laughs> My head's already big enough. I don't need a, a blown up version. Dude, you want to talk about a big head, and I'm not talking about like ego. I'm just talking about a wide head mm-hmm. is Mr. Ray Nail. Yeah. That dude's his head is like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, four feet across. How big how big of a hat do you wear, Ray? Yeah. Uh if if I get a fitted hat, I think it's a seven and five eighths. I want to say that's I don't even know yeah. if that's big or not. Is I'm that not, pretty big? I'm not far from that. Really? Your, your head doesn't look as big. Well, uh, I mean, adjustable hats, I, I barely fit in. And one size fits all fitted hats are not That's always it. Yeah, almost always <laughs> yeah. Go. I feel you. Yeah. Man. So I didn't realize how big my head was. So Mike and I visited a brewery, uh, the Fort Smith Brewery, actually. And uh, yeah. they had one of those, you know, stand up little wooden things with the, the face cutouts and you get to put your face in there and take a few oh, yeah. picture. 
And uh, Mike's head, he could rest his chin, and there was obviously a hole around the rest of it. Like, I had to turn my head in sideways, and I was touching wood from my chin to the top of my head and barely enough space for my ears to fit through. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, they're the same size hole. And, uh, it's a big, man, big like, dog. Good God, I have a massive dome. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. Well, I can commiserate. <laughs> so, it's, uh, I, I would be the guy the sniper looked for on the battlefield. I'm like, oh, that's easy pickings. Easy, easy pickings right there. So, but anyway, so, we're to um, talk about beer. And, yeah, uh, so let's, Mike, let's, let's tell let's, us what's in the lineup. Yeah, that's what I was going to do. Is we got a we got a couple beers here. Um, one of the cool things about being in the beer industry is you get to drink beer. Tonight we have two from on rotation, uh, and, and you know we're happy to have Jacob here with us and, and talk about these, obviously. But uh, we're all going to have two different beers. We're going to have the first one we're going to try is an Imperial Jalapeno Saison. Um, or if you're in my household, because we like to have fun, we call it a jalapeno. Um, and then the second one, we're going to have the cinnamon peach waffle. Uh, and I'm, and this is the one ever since uh, I found out this is what we were, this is our lineup. I mean, I love jalapeno beers, uh, but the cinnamon peach waffle ha has got my interest uh, peaked, if you will. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, so I say, let's crack a beer and get started. Yes, Jacob so as I'll the go, guest of honor. I'm the worst at this. Not, I was, hold we'll on, let, I was going to say we'll Jacob, Jacob go gets to no. Jacob gets to determine who should go first. Oh, fair, fair. right? Yeah. Go on cracking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll go with Ray. Oh, All right, I knew it. That's a good choice because I, I really am terrible at this. It's <laughs> good crack. Yeah. Do you want to go second or take up the, the back end, Jacob? I'll go. I'll go next. There we go. All right. Very nice. And I think it has to, you have to be fair. Didn't you say that was a, a, a new can run you have? So you're making adjustments to this. So like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is a I am drinking low fills because uh, we did our first canning run today. Uh, so actually, the cans I sent you guys uh, were done off uh, an October single can canner that we uh, used to be our canning line, I'll say, with air quotes, um, for most of 2020. But we just got ourselves a, a little more robust canning line, and we did the first run today on our Eeyore Honey Lager. So All right. uh, I will actually be drinking that while you guys uh, enjoy the, the jalapeno right, and, the, and the waffle. You ready for this? Uh -huh. That sound okay? That's My goodness. Good. <laughs> yeah. No, Mike always dominates on the can crack. He he has got it down. So I many a little beer on my microphone. So, so, so Jacob, before we get in on this, you said you were drinking the yeah. the the a honey lager. Yeah, yeah, Eeyore honey lager. It's one of my All right. So tell ones. us a little bit about it. Sure. Yeah. Um, so we have uh, been running through a few uh, light beers and lagers lately, and uh, Eeyore is our latest. So it's, uh, I believe it comes in just a little above 5% ABV, um, and it's, you know, your pretty basic Hellas lager with a honey addition. 
Uh, there's a little bit of honey malt in the malt bill, and then we use a Texas wildflower honey uh, to kind of give it that rounded honey flavor. Um, so it's got a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of, it's almost like a brown sugar in the way the like finish note comes through. Um, cause you don't get just like a straight sugar flavor. Obviously a lot of that honey ferments out, uh, but you get that kind of round honey flavor, uh, with it. And it does come in a little, a little darker in color. Yeah. The, so it's a little more, uh, of like a, of a dark gold, I would say in color, but no, it's, a. Uh, it's been uh, pretty good for us. Uh, we've had it on tap for about a week now, and uh, we're pouring it off. We have a little check faucet. Uh, it's called a lucre faucet, but it's a side pour faucet. So mm-hmm. it gives you the uh, what they call soft foam or wet foam effect. So you're basically like creating the foam as you pour. Basically like slow pour pills, but you can do this in about four or five seconds, you know. Okay. Pint, so you're not really making people wait seven minutes. Uh, right. But it makes it like really drinkable, really smooth. Uh, and with the honey in there too, uh, is it's delightful. I'll say. Very And, and this is a, a beer that it's going to be available in cans and you can come pick it up, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we did about, uh, I want to say a little over 200 cans today. Um, so we'll put those together in four packs and then have those in our we have a little like cooler section in the front of our place where you can pop in and buy cans or uh, grab them on your way out. So they will be there shortly. Nice little way to bump up the point of, you know, individual tickets on the point of sale. Ray, what what are you thinking over there? Well, you, yeah. Oh, good. So so anybody that knows me knows I love, love spicy stuff. I love peppers. I love jalapenos. Um, so I was very surprised at how much jalapeno you get up front mm-hmm. and it doesn't suck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so many times, you know, people will try to I say people, uh, breweries or even other, you know, whether you get, you know, jalapeno and food, you know, infused foods or other things, it's, uh, it's overpowering. It almost tastes fake or like, uh, like an imitation flavor. And this, it tastes like you're eating a jalapeno with a Saison, right? Uh, so kudos, uh, one, for, for pulling that off because it's like, damn, that's good. Um, it's not <laughs> spicy. You. you know, for the folks that, that, that have like the tender tongue, they can't take a lot of mm-hmm. heat. Now, there's nothing to worry about here. Uh, so I feel like you guys pulled the seeds out before, you know, um, you put it in the mix um, to, to keep the capsaicin out so it doesn't, you know, burn someone's mouth and throat. So that's, that's a, a big positive. Um, a great flavor uh, throughout. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really digging this so far. So Micah, what's, what's your first impression? Well, I, I mean, so, um, jalapeno beers and same with like, you know, you got some habanero pepper, pepper beers and whatnot. Just, I think the thing I don't like about most of them is they're, they're just overpowering. Like, you know, you can sip on one and then, but that's kind of it. Um, so this one's, I, I feel like it's dialed back a little bit. I think I, you know, for me, I got the, I got the, a little bit of the kick right up front, not, not like overpowering or anything, almost like, um, a medium, uh, versus a hot kick. It's more on a medium side, but then it kind of immediately gets put in the background and that, a little bit, the maltiness comes through a little bit more. And then, uh, you know, I'm, it, it's a very, uh, I, I'm getting a little bit of hoppiness out of it. I mean, like, are you getting any of that, Ray? 
What kind of hops are in um, this, sir? I'm not picking up. Uh, so this has mosaic and sriracha ace hops in it. So if you okay. get a little bit of like a lemony dill, um, yeah, that's definitely the sriracha ace. Um, that's kind of by design to get a little bit of that. Like it plays really well with the vegetalness of the peppers. Um, and this beer, so our kind of pseudo flagship as a brewery is our jalapeno saison, which we we brewed it once. We thought it'd be kind of a cool thing. Uh, we did it as home brewers quite often, and people dug it at festivals because people would get excited about jalapeno being in a beer and and kind of rush over to try it. But we thought when people started drinking pints of it, you know, this would be one of those beers that people let fade into the background and kind of, you know, are like, ah, oh, that was nice, but, you know, first try, great, and then I'll move on and, and move on to something else. But it really developed its own following. Um, We've got people who just love this beer and come in for it on the regular. So it's one of the beers we actually dedicated tap to and keep on tap, uh, hopefully 24 seven, you know, sometimes we do have little outages where we're between batches, but we try to keep it on all the time. And then this one, um, you know, late, uh, last year we brewed the Imperial version, um, so it was kind of on the tail end of 2020 and we kind of did it as an Imperial uh, because people were enjoying it at home. You know, we were doing a lot of cans, a lot of crowlers. Uh, this was actually the first beer we ever canned. Uh, and so it was really just a way for us to make it a little, the imperialness actually took away a little bit of the spice level, which makes it a little more sippable. While also the ABV makes it a little more like sip at home uh, style. So uh it, it just worked out you know kind of for there but we have gone back to the kind of the regular version for the time being we might do the imperial again uh later this year but probably we'll stick to the the flagship that comes in about 7.8 abv for the most part uh which it's got a little more like kick to it um but i'd say we we often try and keep it just look right right at that level where it's hot but it's not just like this is too hot for me to keep drinking or uh, you know like we always say like you should be able to like swallow after that first sip and you shouldn't feel the spice just still present in your mouth. Like you should be able to clear the spice out. That's kind of our quantity level we're looking for. Um, so yeah. And we do actually keep some of the seeds in uh, to your, to your point, right? So the way we, we, the way we do it, I always like to say like, it, it, you know how dogfish had, they always say like 60 minute IPA or kind of adding hops throughout. That's basically how we do this beer. Uh, we have some jalapenos we add right in the boil as we're finishing it off. And then we have jalapenos we add throughout fermentation at different stages. Um, we usually add the seeds in some of, in the boil edition, there's some seeds present. And then uh, in some of the later editions, we leave the seeds in uh, because it does give you that like more freshness bite to it. If you keep the, the seeds in and get those all those oils in there uh but you kind of have to be careful because a lot of people that do pepper beers they use like serranos or something like that and then they use jalapenos in small doses because jalapenos vary seasonally uh we just like playing with fire i guess so we we use jalapenos straight up all the time and we just kind of try and judge it uh, we look for kind of the, we have like a size that we're looking for when we go to grab them um and then seasonally we just know like you know the amount varies you know so we up it sometimes when it's seasonally jalapenos are out of season and we know we're going to need a little more kick to get it where it needs to be and then when they're fresh fresh uh we try and hold back so we're not like blowing it out of the water sure yeah it's a fun beer 
Oh, absolutely makes sense. And so, yeah, the version that we got, like you said, the Imperial comes in at 9.8% ABV. And the IBUs are fairly low. For me, are really low. It's only 23 IBUs. Um, so for, I think for this beer, you know, being a Saison uh, is, is right on point. Uh, I think the carbonation with this is on point. It's uh, crisp. It's poppy. Um, it, it, I know that's not a, a Cicerone word, but that's just kind of how it feels in my mouth. Um, it's it's great. I like it's got a nice multi backbone about it. And uh, it's it's really kind of velvety um, if you leave it sit, you know, and just kind of splash around on the palate for a little bit. Coats the tongue and it really feels silky smooth, uh, which I didn't expect for this, but it's uh, certainly a nice mouthfeel. So I think that's just uh, adds to the overall experience. And then again, that jalapeno flavor, which uh, just doesn't really go away. It's just, it's not overbearing, but it's just there the whole time. It's fantastic. The tip of my tongue is still tingling a little bit. So it's not like it's like, not like my mouth is on fire, but the very tip of my tongue still has like a little bit like it's, um, Almost like when you drink like a Coca-Cola and you got that like acidic burn a little bit. Like the very tip of my tongue is still doing that. So anyway, I like it, man. I can see why people dig this beer. I do too. You know, we haven't. Oh, no, absolutely. Now, you know, we, we haven't done food pairings with beers on here in a long time. But dude, I want some street tacos so bad. <laughs> so bad right now. And nachos and hot wings and uh, all of those. This beer pairs so – I think it would pair well with all the above and at the same time. Yeah, we get a lot of people that say uh, it tastes like nachos in a can sometimes. Oh, right. You see that? Guys, I got to tell you, my dad smoked a a pork butt uh, all overnight Saturday and a Sunday. And so we had pulled pork yesterday, and then today we made pulled pork tacos. Oh yeah! Just so, you, just so you guys that can be jealous, fantastic. they were so good. Yeah. Okay, so that's just a humble brag there. Right. Yeah, I, and I didn't even do any of the work. I'm humble bragging for somebody else. <laughs> so, uh, so on rotation uh, is there in Dallas. This is their. Uh, we're trying the Imperial Jalapeno Saison. Um, and it's clocking in, at, you know, it's it's at nine point eight, and their their flagship, which is which is not the Imperial, the regular jalapeno, is seven point eight. Um, but we encourage you guys. Uh, and we'll ask uh, Mr. Sloan here in just a second, but go check them out. You can go on dash rotation dot com, and uh, they're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and all that kind of stuff. If you just look at on rotation, um, I'm sure you'll find them. And uh, I guess this is. Uh, the part of the podcast where we pair the beer with a song, right? Right, Ray. So uh, uh, we'll we'll let you go first, Ray. I'll go second, and we'll let Jacob give us his pairing. What kind of song he would listen to, or what song he'd listen to while drinking this fantastic beer? All right, so I've got one picked out. Okay. And uh, for me, it's it's uh, early 2000s rock here. But the song Slither by Velvet Revolver. Slither by Velvet Revolver. Yes. So Do you know this song, Jacob? One. <laughs> What's that? Do you know this? Do you know Velvet Revolver Slither? I've, I've, I, uh, I mean, I haven't heard it recently. I Okay. I, Recall having listened to it. All right. I could not tell you. 
All right. Yeah, well, you'll so get a pass, Ray. I think he just makes up some stuff man. sometimes. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, dude, no. Velvet it Revolver. It's a real song. Yeah. It's a real. Yeah. So, dude, how do you not know this, Mike? Velvet Revolver is Guns N' Roses minus Axl Rose. And they picked up the singer from uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Um, rest his soul. I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he was a lead singer for Velvet Revolver. And for me, that song was so rock and just like so raw, but so smooth at the same time. Yeah, just velvety in a, like like the beer. I think it pairs perfectly. Okay. Velvet Revolver, Slither. Yeah, don't judge me, Mike. Yes. Which one's Slither's the name, name of the band? Song. Velvet Revolver is the name of the band? Yes. Sl- Slither's name yep. of the song. Okay. Yeah. I do, you right. need to watch some more MTV, Mike. Ugh. Man, I'll <laughs> no, tell you what. Song, bro? I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, Bruce Springsteen, the boss, uh, his classic, right. uh, I'm on fire. There you go. You heard that one, Ray? I'm sure you I have. have. I think, I, I th- yeah, I think it was 1989. Maybe the last time I heard that. Maybe. But Hey, little girl, is your daddy home? Man, it's, it's a killer tune. Killer tune. It's a killer tune, Mike. So, I'm sorry it wasn't as cool as uh, Velvet Revolver Slither. Hey, it's, it's all down. good, Mike. No, it is cool. Not really. Bruce Springsteen's the boss. It is cool. He is the boss. Jacob. So, Jacob, what song would you pair with, with your beer? Hmm. I was just thinking through this. I was not prepared to name a song, but now I'm, uh, I'm queuing through everything. Let me think. We we do quite a variety. We've had oldies, hardcore rock, um, rap, <laughs> country. A lot of Texas and old nineties country appears on our podcast. We're kids it, of the nineties. Yeah, even a couple of songs for me. Mike is like, "Wow, I'm surprised you knew that song." I'm like Mike, I sometimes I am. Straight. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What was that when we had Girl of the Cider review? What was this? Lamb of God. I, I listened to that. I was like, what the heck is this? It's like dude, Screamo. It's awesome, dude. They, yeah, right. So yeah, every once in a while I want to hear some of that stuff too, man. It's just like yeah. even though I'm in my forties now, it's just like ah, I feel it, man. It's fantastic. Yeah. I think about as crazy as I go is like ACDC. You know, like rock and roll ain't noise pollution. You know, or stiff upper lip. I think uh, I was digging back through the archives here, but I think uh, I'll go with the oldies here and we'll say, uh, well, where'd it go? Doing back through my uh, cue list here. So Don Henley, Boys of Summer. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. Fantastic track. Which I feel like uh, fits pretty well. Y'all both picked, uh, because Don Henley used to be with the Eagles. So, like, y'all both picked songs that had, like, the the second iteration of these musical careers. (laughs) So, right? True. True. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. So, I've got Velvet Underground, Slither. Don Henley, Boys of Summer, 
and Bruce Springsteen on I'm on fire. We've got a pretty good mix of music there. Right, Ray? It's vel- velvet revolver, Mike. Velvet revolver. Velvet revolver. What did I say? <laughs> you said you said you said velvet underground. Oh, uh, what where did I get that from? Velvet underground. What is that? Um I don't know. Velvet revolver. I'm not I, sure was, I want to know. That's a Freudian slip. Velvet underground has to come from somewhere. <laughs> I'm gonna write this down. It, it does. So I don't. I, yeah, we should Google that and talk about it in the second half of the show. All right. <laughs> uh, so this, yeah, this next part, Jacob is uh, us kind of introducing you to the world. I guess you'd say. I don't. I don't know if that's the right way to say that. So I just want to know more about you. So um, sure. Uh, so tell us a little bit about where you, where you're from, where you grew up, what you did for fun as a kiddo. Yeah, sure. Um, so we, uh, my wife and I both, uh, who founded on rotation, we grew up in Garland, uh, just outside of Dallas. Um, so kind of Dallas born and raised, uh, spent most of our time in Texas. Uh, but we did get around and do some trips to do some, uh, some beer vacations as we kind of got into the the home brewing hobby. Um, I, uh, probably spent most of my time doing just like web design, digital stuff, I would say most of my life. Uh, so I've been kind of a marketing guy most of my career. Uh, and then my wife has been kind of always on the finance side and we just, as once after we got married and, uh, kind of moved into house, had a driveway to spend time in, uh, we just started home brewing like crazy. Uh, that became kind of like our go-to weekend activity. So we were brewing beers. Uh, usually every weekend we'd do you know, brew a beer, keg a beer, you know, like that beer Saturday, Sunday routine. Uh, and we had a four tap kegerator in our house. Uh, and it got to the point where that was kind of overflowing out of a bedroom. And we we're like, you know, we should probably either like do something with this or like buy a larger house is the other option, I guess. Uh, but we decided to do something. Uh, we, we had wanted to kind of consider that as an option. Uh, for our, you know, kind of future. Um, and the brew pub laws in Texas were kind of aligning in a perfect way where this concept of a place that brewed small batch beer that was taking over a few of the taps, but also featured a bunch of guest taps to kind of fill in the gaps stylistically and feature things people were looking for that you weren't brewing at that given time or that given season um kind of made sense um so we started looking into it found a location near our near our house and uh we j- just jumped straight into it um that's kind of where where the first iteration of on rotation came to be we were uh you know we were over on the other other side of town from where we are now kind of the east side of dallas near white rock lake if you're familiar with kind of the dallas area uh we were there for almost six years it's just kind of uh we probably to most people seemed like a growler shop that brewed their own beer because we did 40 total taps. And for a long time there, we had like two to four to five of our taps were our house beers we would make in house. Uh, and then we got up to like 12 of those and then 15 of those. And that's when we started thinking, Hey, we probably need to get some new digs, get uh, a few more tanks in the brewery. Uh, we unfortunately in that location built the, uh, brewery. We built kind of everything back from the brewery. So we stuck the brewery in there. We build walls around it and we put the cooler in, we put the tap wall in, we put the bar in, this big cement bar. Uh, well, end result, it was very hard to consider changing that layout after we'd locked into it. So uh, we ended up looking for something else that would give us some other high ceilings and stuff like that. So that's where we ended up where we are now. So we're over by uh, 
we're by Love Field. Um, if you're familiar with kind of the Dallas area. So by the Love Field Airport, we're on Lemon Avenue outside the airport now um, with a beautiful location. We got a big patio. Um, it's the old Braniff Airlines headquarters building, actually. Um, so it kind of looks like a plane taking off when you look at the building from the street side. Um, and we're the one of the tips of the wings there. Uh, but we've got, uh, you know, twice the brewery size we had previously. Uh, so four fermenters, all three barrels um and then two bright tanks um so we can basically you know kind of crank that at full capacity but three barrels is our max quantity size um so we're brewing it at full yield that'd be like 90 gallons um so you think about that that's like you know maybe six of those big half barrel kegs most of the time our yield is probably going to be closer to like a five half barrel yield and things like that but we love brewing that way uh because our concept was always to Brew frequently, brew often, uh, and kind of keep everything constantly changing. We want everything to run out before people uh, get tired of it. Is kind of what we're thinking, but uh, but also just you know, every time you come in, you're getting like really fresh, really new, um, you know, hopefully exciting beers to choose from 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 what we've got selected. Now that's a Man, really so, fun concept. I like that. Right. Right. Uh, Ray, Ray, I was just going to tell, tell him that, um, I, I don't think I didn't grow up too far from you. Um, I went to school in Roy city, um, when I was really young. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's not far. And, and then, uh, we moved to Carrollton, eh, when I was in sixth grade, seventh grade. So I didn't, we didn't live there for very long, but, and, uh, we've got a good friend that lives, lives over there in Roy city right now that does smoke sessions, barbecue. If you ever get over there. They're actually one of our sponsors mm. for this season. <laughs> so he's right there oh, close sweet. to you. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no. yeah, man. So like, uh, so, you know, I, I know I asked you this before we got started, but, um, you know, what, what kind of got you into craft beer? Which, what was your first craft beer or which one did you try first and thought this, this is a, the bigger, better thing than, you know, some of those macro beers. Yeah. Um, so we, my wife and I both were probably exposed to uh, like Fireman's Number Four uh, a lot. Surreal so kind of took over a lot of uh, Texas around the time we were kind of getting into the beer in the first place, and that was probably one of the first beers that kind of like got us the itch to be like, "Hey, beer can taste better than just you know your Miller Lights and your your mainstream domestics." Um, and I would say too, we did. Uh, a gingerman and uh actually gingerman across texas i think does this but in austin uh the gingerman down there uh would do this kind of happy hour special where every beer was kind of the same price so you could go in and you could try like all these you know foreign beers domestic beers but all these craft beers and i remember being like just obsessed with like trying everything there you know trying all these belgians trying all these like brand new craft labels and all that stuff um, you know, we kind of just go in and we'd look at the tap handles to try and see what was kind of new and, and figure out what we were doing. Um, and I think that got us the itch, you know, we'd always been like, like we enjoyed beer. Um, you know, we liked wine and things like that too, but like beer was kind of our go-to. Um, so just like once that door opened, we were kind of exploring all over the place. Uh, and then it was a, it was a few years before we said, oh, we should try brewing our own. 
Uh, and I think it was pretty intimidating to us too, because we got a we got a kit, and I probably sat for a year before we touched it. It was like sat in a corner, like the intimidating corner where the brew kit lived. We were like, oh, we can do that this weekend, but I don't know. We're gonna make a mess. We're we're not gonna do it right. It's not gonna taste good. Um, so we kind of hold off until we finally just like said, hey, we're gonna do it, uh, and tried it, loved it. Uh, you know, we. We did three batches of uh, extract, if you're familiar with like extract versus all grain brewing. Uh, we did like three batches with the extracts, and then we were like, all right, let's do all grain. Even though we didn't have anywhere near the equipment to do all grain, we had a huge mess of our apartment at the time. Uh, we were like dead set. We were just going to go all the way in on it. So, um, you know, we from there, it was just kind of the upward slope on home brewing. But, you know, we did. We did a lot of beer vacations. We went to Portland. We went to California. We went to Denver. Um, but we just love trying a ton of beers. Uh, and it was kind of that that brew pub culture that you see in some of those states that made us fall in love with the concept of, you know, people in Portland. There's there's a brewery on almost every corner, and people move near their favorite brewery and things like that. So that sense of community, that uh, sense of place with uh, with a brew pub. Uh, is what made us really, uh, really fall in love with doing something, and that's where the the on rotation concept kind of came from. Uh, and we really love challenging ourselves. You know, on rotation, we say, uh, you know, we don't tap uh, our our where the on rotation name comes from. I should say, is uh, we basically say we're not going to tap the same guest tap over and over and over again. So even if we have this great, you know, IPA that people love, uh, we're going to do one keg of it. And then when it runs out, runs out, we move on to something else. Uh, so a lot of people come in and they're like, I love number 11 last time I was in. And we're like, well, number 11 has changed. Uh, <laughs> we have to help them find another beer, uh, which is good and bad. Uh, you know what? What we love about it is that we can show people that they have more than one beer that they can love. They have more than one brewery they can love. Uh, and we hope to expand their palate. To appreciate all the craft beer has to offer because that's really where our infatuation with it comes from is uh just the variety the you know the, the range that beer can serve uh, i think is is what we're trying to, to facilitate and so um before we go to break i just want to remind everybody that ray and i jacob had a uh a honey lager a hellas right mm-hmm uh eeyore yes. uh hellas lager with honey so honey okay lager, yeah the um ray and i had the imperial jalapeno saison it's a 9.8 abv it, t- it it tasted really good tastes really good i like the both both ray and i like the evenness of it we're gonna take a short commercial break and then when we get back we're gonna try uh the something i've been looking for is the cinnamon peach waffle and uh so we'll be back right after this
Hey, this is Big Ray, and I am proud to announce another one of our Season 3 sponsors, Dronicle LLC, based right out of Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Dronicle is one of the premier aerial photography and videography companies that you'll find in all of Northeast Oklahoma. From high-resolution stills to 4K quality video, find Dronicle on Facebook.com slash Dronicle, D-R-O-N-E-O-C-L-E. If you don't need any drone work done, give them a follow, like their work, and tell all your friends, dude, Dronicle sponsors my favorite craft beer podcast, Craft Beer Bucket List. And welcome back to the second half of your favorite craft beer podcast, Craft Beer Bucket List. Before we drive on too much further, guys, I want to remind you to, one, follow us, Craft Beer Bucket List, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also, follow On Rotation on their social media because they're awesome. They're hanging out with Mike and Big Ray. But before we, we can move on to the cinnamon peach waffle beer, Mike, we forgot to do something in the first half of the show. We gave this uh, this jalapeno saison a, a song pairing, but we forgot to give it a rating. So, Mike, uh, how would you rate the? How would you rate our first beer? Uh, I'm gonna give it uh, nine out of ten. I I like it a lot. For me, uh, I actually would have thought I'd a lot. I think I would have liked it with a little bit more kick, but not too much. I think it's so, you know, I'll say again, I, I, what I really like about it is it doesn't kick you in the chest. And that's the most PC thing I could say, right? Um, doesn't <laughs> kick your butt. Sure. Um, but, but I, I like, I like my, I like my spiciness at a level where you just maybe start sweating. If it, if it puts your mouth on fire and it's uncomfortable, I'm not, I'm not down. You know what I mean? No, I so like. If I get hot wings, I don't go for like the the blazing or anything like that. I go for like the the spicy garlic. There you go. J- just enough to get so Mike some likes to eat his hot wings at the kids' table. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just being ugly. Um, so no, I'm with you, Mike. So that's a that's a rare nine out of ten for Mike. Um, and I, I'm on board. I was also going to give this a nine out of ten. Uh, because again, for me, it's so rare to get a, a, a pepper beer like this, that one, it tastes like the pepper that it says on the can. Uh, it maintains the flavor throughout. It's not overbearing. This isn't like a one and done beer. Like you said, okay, okay. I tried the novelty beer. Yay. No, this is like when you're going to want to come back to, or maybe have a second or third of, depending on what you're eating. Um, or if you're, you know, having, a, enjoying a flight, uh, just, you know, this, this beer can go a lot of different ways. Um, so I love it when uh, there's something funky on the can and uh, the flavor delivers matches the name because I find it super annoying um, when somebody will put something on the can. It's like, dude, this doesn't taste like, you know, cherry pie at all. It doesn't even taste like pie. It tastes like a Pilsner, which doesn't have a lot of flavor. Why the hell did you put cherry on the label? Um, so no, kudos. Kudos again to uh, to the team. 
and uh, on rotation because fantastic job, guys. So another a rare nine out of ten from Big Ray. What so, would Jacob rate it? We appreciate it. Yeah, what would you? What would uh, uh, a bias nine out of ten? I'd go with. Uh, oh, look yeah. at that. I mean, I feel like ten out of ten is like you know we're just cheating the system, but uh, no, I I, I appreciate the the ratings. Uh, I, if you want a little more spice, I would say you probably uh, probably game to go for the regular version, not the imperial version, which does have a little more kick to it, but still, uh, hopefully, stays in that good window of like spicy but not overbearing. Yeah, uh, I appreciate it. No, absolutely. So, uh, Mike, are you ready to move on to our, our next beer? Yes. <laughs> uh, is this where I introduce the beer? Uh, I think it's a good time for that. Okay. So, uh, next up, we have the cinnamon peach waffle. It's a golden stout uh, that they laced with maple syrup. Um, so, it has an addition of uh, caramelized peaches, and it's secondary. And, uh, man, uh, I can't wait to drink this beer is about all I can say. It's, uh, 7.9% ABV. So do you want me to open my can first again, Mike? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Let's, let's, let's tap into this. Oh, another fairly weak crack of the can. Jacob, you want to go next? Oh, sure. There we go. That sounded really good. Okay, here we go. Still, still the best there. It's just like, um, I think it, comes across differently because like sometimes i'm like there's no way mine is any better than like yours just sounded really good to me and then it's like it's uh we'll see what it sounds like in post it wasn't a it wasn't a super low fill on the one i just cracked so but i still stole it anyway <laughs> i think you're the boss you can do what you want <laughs> i guess that's true Ray, 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 you better drink some of this beer. Uh, believe me, I've already had a couple of sips, Mike. And uh, it's... It doesn't taste like peach really cobbler. It's really good. It's, uh, I'm having... There's a lot of flavors going on here. Uh, they all mix together very well. I'm working on trying to, to pick them out. Right, I want to say like, I absolutely tasted the peaches or the cinnamon. And so far, it's all just kind of dancing around right now, uh, which is just fine. Uh, because the flavor, they all do, they, they mesh together very well. Jacob, why don't you tell us a little bit about this beer, like uh, how you came up with the idea and uh, the flavor concept and yeah. all that. Yeah, no, we, uh, we wanted to do something fun for... Uh, you know, usually every year on our anniversary, we kind of go crazy and brew a bunch of beers and have, you know, 20 new releases or something like that. So we did that. And in the course of it, uh, we created a beer called Waffle that uh, was a golden stout with maple syrup in it. That we felt like we could do a lot of things with and play with a bunch of different ways. Um, so we actually did it as a super small batch. Uh, we did we did a 
two barrel batch of it uh, when we first released it and then split it like four ways. We had a blueberry, we had a mocha, we had a cinnamon peach, uh, and then we had, I want to say it was like a strawberry or something was the other one. Um, the resounding favorite was cinnamon peach, um, which, so the, the way we created that was we caramelized peaches. We basically like put a bunch of peaches with a bunch of cinnamon on them and, and basically cooked them up in our oven at home, brought them in threw them in secondary after cooling them down, let them soak there for a little bit. And then after, uh, after a little bit of time, we, we basically pulled those out, uh, and peach cobbler in a glass is what everybody said. That was the one that like people just went nuts for probably, uh, ran out the, in the first few hours of the anniversary celebration. So, uh, when we did the second run of waffle, we, uh, we did it all caramel uh we did we did caramelized peaches on all of it so basically the cinnamon peach uh all the way through um which was you know the popularity stuck around um so yeah it's it's very uh bready um you know the like the malt bill brings a little bit of that bread into it the the maple syrup um you know we add that uh, into the kind of the secondary process so it doesn't like fully ferment out so you get a little bit of that maple syrup a little bit of that sweetness from that yeah with all the flavors we do with this beer and then the, the caramelized peach is just uh it's a killer addition uh it's it's a little painful for uh as far as preparing the ingredients because we do it <laughs> fresh peaches all the way through um so it's straight up like you know real peaches real cinnamon you know like we put it in an oven, caramelize it, bring it right out. But, uh, I mean, it's one of the things we love about small batch brewing is that we have the capacity to do that. If you were doing 15 barrels of this beer, it would probably not be possible or it would be very painful, uh, depending on how you look at it. But, uh, we love doing stuff like this. No, that's good times. You know, I, I gotta tell you that the mouth feel on this, I've been I've been taking this in a few different ways, you know, just like a big gulp, just to see how it goes down, some small sips, and uh, just letting it sit in my mouth for a minute. And uh, the more I drink of this, and the more I leave it sit, the more prevalent the maple syrup flavor is. I'm really getting that mm-hmm. as an aftertaste, and it it kind of yeah. lingers. It's coating the all the inside of my mouth. It's coating my tongue, you know, the the back side of my lips, the part that's like inside my mouth. I feel it. I don't feel it on the outside mm-hmm. of my lips, which is great, right? That's where I wouldn't expect to get it. Um, yeah. That's a feeling I am not used to having when I drink a beer. So that's kind of cool. Uh, it's opened me up to a new experience. Um, and, it, and at this point, I've drank a lot of beers in my life. In a, so I'm saying this is a first. So that's that's pretty cool. That doesn't happen too much at this point. Um, cool. So I, yeah. I like that. So, But the flavors are, are playing together very well. Um, something I, I have to say I like it's you know when you drink a stout I expect coffee and chocolate. Um, those are just two things that you're just kind of your subconscious is just like okay I want this I'm drinking a stout. I don't mm-hmm. get either of those in this. I understand this is a golden stout. Um, I would assume there's more oats, maybe some more barley in this because it's a stout. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm not too sure, but I believe that plays well as a base for you know, your cinnamon, the peaches, and the maple syrup. Um, I really like the fact that I'm not getting the coffee or chocolate here, but I'm able to get the other flavors that you have on the can. It's like, yes, I could pick up all of that. 
that's that's fantastic. And the fact that it's in a stout makes it that much more cool for me. So again, it's like, damn, dude, um, y'all are killing it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really good. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, we we don't use, uh, I mean, any dark or roasted grain in this, so it's it's pretty um, straightforward. Um, you know, you get a little bit of a uh, little bit of base malt, a um, little bit of aromatic, and some things like that to give it some flavor. Uh, but I mean, as far as stout stout grain bases go it is a little awkward it's it's not normal uh in this the golden stout style so we tried to keep it pretty pure and let the the maple syrup and a little bit of that melanoin melanoin character uh from the from the brew process itself actually come through right on so i've got to ask you a question and if this is a secret please by all means feel free to shut me down but i want to take a guess and uh, I want to say that you get your maple syrup from Vermont. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's safe bet. Oh, did I just? Oh my God! What what is this? How much maple syrup does a man have to eat to know what state it comes from? <laughs> Holy cow! Did I did I really nail that, or are you just pulling my leg right now? Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> uh, we wanted to do uh, a pretty straightforward maple syrup, so it's actually a Vermont maple syrup is what we used uh, in, across all of them, actually, throughout. Uh, we did it to start on the small batch, and then we were like, well, we can't, we can't screw this up and change it on the big batches. So uh, Right on. Same, same syrup, yeah. Outstanding. Now, I don't know what it is about New England, but uh, I've, I've had a chance to spend some time up there. The maple syrup you get from Maine kind of has a flavor. And if you get it from, you know, you go just south into Connecticut, which isn't that far away, it has a different flavor. Um, and Vermont kind of has its, I can't always pick it out, but if you're in the area long enough, you try some stuff, you can pick up some subtle differences. And it comes through enough in this beer. I'm like, dude, I got to ask him if this came from Vermont. Because, uh, so, yeah. and I don't think a, a guy named Small Ray could pull that off, but Big Ray, it's like, obviously, this guy's had some maple syrup. <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to get off that tangent. Anyway, dude, I'm I'm loving this. Um, so Mike, do you love this awesome. as much as I do? Yeah, uh, I, it's really good. I tell you what is, um, so when I first tasted it, what I first thought of is I. So I was at Crystal Ridge Distillery in Hot Springs, Arkansas, not too long ago, and I had their uh, Peach Cobbler Moonshine. And what I mean. You, you try all the moonshines, but the peach cobbler moonshine was one of my favorites. And you know, that and the apple pie, obviously. Um, but anyway, when I first tasted this, that reminded me a lot of that moonshine. Um, so what I think what I like about it is I think, so it it tastes great, but what I kind of like about it is the booziness does come through a little bit for me. And it kind of reminds me of that moonshine experience. And I think that plays well, I think if it didn't have that straw, if the if that booziness didn't come through as much, I think this is too much of a dessert beer for me. Because that pops through a little bit, I think this is a good sipping beer and something that I could actually sit down with. I think the 16 ounce can may be a little bit much for me, uh, based for the beer on the flavor. I think a 16 ounce or I think a 12 ounce can might be a better or a 10 ounce snifter or whatever, right. Um, might be a little bit better for this, for me, just cause it's, it's got, it's got so much flavor. I think that, uh, I think it's a better sipping beer, my opinion, but it's, it tastes, it tastes really good. I, 
peach cobbler in a glass is on point. We were surprised that this one was as popular as it was because that was my same concern when we made it was this is going to be the sweetest variety. It's going to be really heavy in flavor. Like the mocha is a little more subtle because we do add coffee and chocolate to that one. So we get a little more like of those notes, which I think are a little more palatable. Uh, but that the sweetest version definitely won out. Uh, I mean, we did. I, I will say when people first tried it, it was like flight after flight after flight. But we've had people come in and yeah, they're like, give me a full pint of that. I'm like, are you sure that that's what you want to do? But, uh, you know everyone's breakfast is their own choice do you uh do you have any plans to do any barrel aging so we haven't done any barrel aging with this beer um but the way we do barrel aging especially because we're a three barrel system um so when we do a barrel aged beer we basically take more than half or like more about half of a batch and we put it in the barrel, depending on, you know, barrel size and whether it's wine barrel or whiskey barrel or anything like that. Um, so this is one we have on the radar to do barrel aging with. We had to, as we moved to our new location, we had to release all our barrels. Um, but we recently did a, a Imperial Bohemian Pilsner. We aged in whiskey barrels because we had some lightly touched second run whiskey barrels we got our hands on so we uh we did that to just add a little whiskey character to uh to an imperial pills which is always kind of fun um but yeah we have uh some fun barrel aging plans in the future as soon as we uh get our get our empty cans and canning line out of the way and uh open up our little barreling corner we have in in, in the new brewery uh we we should be cranking that stuff out the nice uh the well i'll say the interesting thing about the way we barrel aged beers is you know a lot of people barrel age beers and they do a lot of blending i mean our barrel age program is it goes in one barrel it comes out of that barrel and whenever you're drinking it on tap i can literally point to the barrel it came out of as you're drinking it so you get the full experience uh completely unblended you know very dependent upon that one barrel um, but we love that because it kind of, you know, adds such a cool story to everything. Yeah. So um, I was just thinking in my mind, like how this may be a good one to do with a rum barrel. Yeah. Yeah. I could see uh, rum. We've contemplated whiskey because peach and whiskey goes really well together quite often. So. Um, you know, I think it'll depend on what we can get our hands on, but uh, we're talking to a few folks for barrel sourcing over the next few months. But uh, I think I think we'll probably have a barrel aged version of this beer in the next twelve months or so. I can totally see that. You know, it's it's not often that I want to have a beer float. Um, we've had a couple of those, uh, you know, more dessert style beers where you kind of want beer and some vanilla ice cream. And I believe this is another one of those that would pair so good with that and just be so yeah. refreshing and delicious. Um, and kind of a kind of a nightcap for an old man, right? Like I'm I'm in my forties. I have no problem saying that. But I could see on a cheat day or something just going all out and having a, a, a late night sweet treat or even eight in the morning because I'm American, I do what I want. Sometimes I'm just bad to be bad. And I'll have that for breakfast. You know, my daughter would be like, Daddy, what are you doing? I'm like, Beer and ice cream kid, back off. Like go have 
I'll make you a real waffle. Let me have my cinnamon peach waffle and my vanilla ice cream. I do what I want. Um, but yeah, that's how it is sometimes with kids. You know, you got to teach them how to be bad so they know to be good. Like, don't do what daddy does. Um, <laughs> but you kind of get where I'm going with that, right? Because nobody needs beer and ice yeah. cream. It's just, uh, it goes together. So why not? So again, kudos. Because uh, that's not often Thank I want beer and ice cream. It's like, damn it, I want beer and ice cream. So. But Mike, uh, I, I think we've come to the point where we need to to rate this beer and uh, give it a song pairing. Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna give this beer also a nine. I, I you know so overall I like it a lot. I I really would like to you know once y'all y'all once y'all try it in some barrels, I think I need to get down there and visit number one and then uh, try this. Uh, you know, I don't like the, 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 the more I go along in my craft beer journey, my tastes have changed. And, uh, you know, for a long time I was on the, you know, bourbon barrel aged kick. And then I got off of it. I was like, eh, now I'm kind of coming back on to the barrel aging, but not so much the bourbon. I mean, I still do that, but like looking at the rum barrel, the tequila barrel, you know, the distillery, you know, you know, whatever moonshine barrel, whatnot. So, uh, but so, yeah, I think it's really good. Um, as I was saying, I think the only downfall for me and, and it's personal is that it's, it's sweet. So I'm going to have to, it's more of a sipping beer for me. So what about you? So what's uh, what's your song pairing, Mike? Oh, I got to do that one at the same time. Yeah, uh, sure. Well, do you want me to rate it first and then we'll go back to songs? Yeah. Okay. No, that's fair. So uh, I'm, I'm on board. I'm also going to give this a nine out of 10. Um, fantastic beer, but I'm with you. It's uh it's a little sweet for me, right? I, I'm enjoying it. Uh, but now I'm with you. I'm in my forties. I like more the savory than I do the sweet. Um, so for me, this coming in a, in a pint can, this is going to be a one and done for me. I like this would be a nightcap. Um, that's, this would be a beer that I'd plan for, right? Like if I want something solid, like I want to end my night with this. Um, and, and I like it. It's good to have a beer for that too, right? Um, so for me, still, it still gets a 9 out of 10. Super respectable score. Um, I, I don't think a 12-ounce can, I'd be okay still with 16 ounces a pint. I'm good with that. Um, but still, and again, I'm a huge fan. I mentioned this earlier. It, it What's on the can is what it tastes like. That's such a big deal for me. So it delivers that. The flavors are there. Um, for a stout 7.9% ABV, it's on par. Uh, so, so many things were done right with this beer. Um, I'm kind of jealous. I just can't walk, you know, across the street and buy some of these. Probably have to go to Dallas to get more. So next time I, I drive to Dallas for in and out and I guess I'll have to swing over and grab some of your beers. Um, not that that's a bad thing. So I'll, uh, have to make some plans to do that. So all yeah, definitely sure. another fantastic beer. I'm not just saying that because you're here. It's like I would say this otherwise. Uh, y'all are killing it, man. Doing great things. Uh, thank you. So uh, I'm I'm really enjoying this. So nine out of yeah, ten for you. Big Ray. Yeah, so I, I I appreciate that, and I'd say yeah. My warning with this beer is always it's it's on the sweeter side. Smaller portions are probably where you want to land, but uh, some people indulge. Uh, I would, I would say, uh, having tried it on vanilla ice cream, you are not wrong. That is very delicious. Uh, so, 
So that's a good way to go. Right on. So, Micah, what's uh, what's your song for this beer? Yeah, so, you know, in my head, you know, you get the peaches. And, and, and I just, in my head, I kept singing, uh, I don't know if y'all remember that, the, the Joker by Steve Miller Band. Or it says, really love your peaches oh, yeah. shake your tree or whatever that goes. That's, so that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go by right. Steve Miller Band. Uh, the song is called Joker. Because why not? What about y'all? Right on. It's a great song. Great song. So I'm torn between two songs. Um, so one is uh, What You Know About That by T.I., right uh fantastic song and uh the other one is um i think it's called love me or hate me by lady sovereign so she was like a a female rapper from the uk from the early to mid 2000s and uh there was one of her lyrics is like love me or hate me still an obsession love me or hate me that is the question if you love me then hey thank you if you don't then hey f you and i think that's this beer it's like hey if you like me great if you don't piss off because I'm a really good beer. <laughs> <laughs> so, because um, both of those songs, I think, totally fit with this beer. But it's like, which one am I going to pick? It's like, ah. So, you know, I, th- I think I'm going to go with Lady Sovereign, dude. Love me or hate me. That's, yeah, I'm going to lean lean towards that one. And Jacob, what about you, sir? Uh, so, I would actually go... Um, it's a deep cut for me. Let's go with Breakfast at Tiffany's from Deep Blue Something. something. Uh, you know, good breakfast related song. Uh, first CD, I guess I should say, I actually ever purchased, which semi dates me slash semi uh, tells you what I wasted money on. Maybe once you say <laughs> one hand wonder, but uh, you know, fun song. Um, which I think works for this beer. And then, you know, it's, uh, I think it's great for, uh, for certain moments. I think it is very sweet. So people need to be aware, but, uh, yeah, I love this beer. Uh, so we've got, um, the cinnamon peach waffle. It sits at 7.9% ABV from on rotation out of Dallas, Texas. Uh, Ray and I both gave it a nine out of 10. Uh, and Jacob, I'm going to say you're probably going to give this a nine or a 10 out of 10 too, right? Hey, I'll go with you guys. We can't. Right. I, I'm not going to go. Nine out of ten sounds great. Yeah. Uh, so the songs we got for it are Lady Sovereign, Love Me or Hate Me. Um, uh, now I can't read my own writing. And then we got Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, it's Steve Miller Band. I can't read my own Steve Miller Band writing. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, so good. Yeah, Steve Miller Band. So uh, Joker. Um, so you know, which is all, you know, great ratings, great songs. Uh, this is now the time where we move on to Q and a with the brewer. Um, so again, just to kind of let you know, we've got Jacob Sloan with us. Uh, he's the owner and, uh, you know, brewer of on rotation brewery and kitchen. Um, and we're just going to kind of pepper him with a few questions and let him, you know, if he's got any questions, he's going to try to stump us with, um, we'll, we'll go from there. But the first thing I want to ask uh, Jacob, tell me a little bit about uh, if I was to come into your brewery and say, I just want the best flight you can make me, what beers are on that flight and why? 
Oof. Good question to start. Um, so right now, I would say, uh, you know, if you were coming today, which we're, we're recording in uh, mid-October, uh, there's a couple beers we just released that I would say are must-tries. Uh, Pinky Swear is one. Um, so it's a pink guava and pineapple goza uh, with pink Himalayan salt uh, to create the goza effect. Um, that one is one of our staff favorites. So I've warned everyone that our bartenders will drink it faster than you will get a chance to try it. So come in and drink it as quickly as you can. Um, but that one is definitely a must try. It's one we've done. Uh, this will be its second batch, but uh, the first batch basically ran out before uh, everyone got a chance to try it. And we had a lot of excitement around it. So we we're definitely excited to have that one back on tap. Um, we also just released a hazy IPA called Turbulence. So we're uh, right next to an airport uh, near Love Field. And so we did kind of a gimmicky uh, beer name that was related to air flight uh, with our first release at the new place. Uh, so it was called Turbulence. It was a hazy IPA with Idaho 7 and Citra Hops. It was just resoundingly appreciated by... Everyone who tried it early in the soft opening and ran out very quickly. Uh, so we just brought that one back, actually, uh, which should be, I mean, hopefully last through, uh, you know, the early part of November. Uh, but the way our IPAs go, that one, that one may run pretty fast. I'd say Jalapeno Saison as a flight because the flagship uh, or pseudo flagship, I like to say, uh, is one that people definitely need to try. Um, so that one relative to the Imperial, uh, so similar flavor, a little more fresh jalapeno, little, the, the ABV doesn't factor as much into the spice than that one. So I think you do get a little more spice, um, with the, the lighter ABV and it's a little drier than the Imperial. Uh, so that one's definitely a must try. Uh, we've also got MP3 which is our mango peach triple on tap right now. So if you stop in, um, that one's one that like we kind of brewed and uh, didn't know if anybody really loved or appreciated. And it's been kind of the, the secret uh, one that rose to the top that people like resoundingly wanted back on uh, when it ran out. So in the mango and peach flavors, just kind of perfectly complement that like Belgian estuary character you get on that triple. Uh, so that one's definitely a must try. And then pretty soon here, I'll say in the next week or so, uh, we should have kind of our flagship stout on, uh, which is Cafe Olay. So it's a New Orleans style, uh, coffee milk stout. Um, so one interesting fact that I haven't mentioned previously, um, is that my wife hates chocolate. Uh, so as we brewed every beer and as we brewed every stout, uh, we kind of always try to train back the stout flavors. So Cafe LA is interesting in that it is a coffee milk stout that we basically accent the coffee flavors so much. And we use no chocolate malts, basically no of those chocolate melanoin characters come through in the beer. Um, so you do get like just a straight up coffee flavor. And then the lactose adds a little bit of smoothness. 
Uh, and then we've done a few things to kind of trick that up over time. We will probably in the next few months do one of those, uh, which is called Cafe Gamosa, which is a coffee with marshmallow. Uh, so we do Cafe Ole with marshmallow additions. So depending on when you come in, I would say Cafe Ole for sure. Just a very straight coffee milk stout, uh, super forward on the bitter flavors and the coffee flavors. You should, there's a subtle chocolate, I'll say, just because of everything that's going on in that beer. But the chocolate flavors are really reduced. So if you have someone that ever like is just also like my wife uh, and co-owner, uh, not a coffee fan or not a chocolate fan, uh, that beer should be kind of an interesting one for them because it's a stout that doesn't have that like chocolate malt note that you kind of expect. Um, and then with the Cafe Gamosa edition, uh, that marshmallow adds like that little bit of sweetness that the people are kind of uh, super digging. So, yeah, I'll go with that as the uh, flight options. But honestly, any day you walk in, you walk up to our bar and you ask somebody to put together a flight for you, you tell them uh, your parameters. I would trust our bartenders to, to put something together for you. That's pretty delicious. Dude, that all sounds outstanding. So one thing that, that for me, um, yeah, I love beer. Beer pairs well with beer. We pair beer with songs. Um, but food. Um, so, you know, I, I haven't had the chance to visit your brewery yet, uh, but I understand yeah. you guys have a kitchen. Is that accurate? Yep, we do. We do. Okay, so uh, if I was to come in and get that flight, what on your menu would you recommend that I get? So the uh, the easy answer. So our, our kitchen is based around gluten-free, uh, bone-in fried chicken. So our primary offering is you can buy a half chicken, quarter white, quarter dark. You basically get fried chicken and sides, uh, kind of old school chicken place and the way we kind of structure that. Uh, but our batter is all gluten-free, which obviously like the beer is not gluten-free. But if anybody is gluten-free, that's kind of, we just ended up loving the gluten-free batter option as we work through it better than everything else. Um, so everything that touches our fryer is gluten-free is a, is a fair warning and slash just an FYI. Um, but I would say you will not tell that it is gluten-free at any of the, if you're not gluten-free and you're not looking for that, I would. I would guarantee you, you won't be able to tell the difference between our chicken and then any other chicken you'd have elsewhere. Uh, but you know, I, I'd, I'd say, the you know, the, the quarter dark or quarter white with that would be perfect. Um, we also do tenders with like, uh, you can either do like kind of a Thai spice or a Buffalo spice, or, uh, my favorite is the King ranch. Um, so we do like kind of a King Ranch chicken edition on both the sandwiches and salads. Um, so put that flight with the King Ranch, which comes with a beer cheese drizzled all over it. That's made with one of our, uh, lagers, whichever right now it's a honey lager. So you kind of get a little bit of honey flavor with it. Um, but yeah, no, that pairs really, really well. And then you could kind of go, you can run the gamut with that. Uh, depending on what you're trying, what you're going for. We have a ton of appetizers, things like that. So, yeah, yeah. I know. The, the kitchen has been an amazing addition since we've been in the new spot. 
No, that's outstanding. No, fried chicken, especially, you know, with the, the cinnamon peach waffle I just had, I could totally see going for now uh, the King Ranch sounds really good, but man, like something with a little more spice to it. Uh, yeah. Cut through the sweet and fried chicken, man, some of the grease and you get the crunch and just all that. Oh my God, that sounds so good, dude. Um, <laughs> it is that good. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, you know. I would have mailed you some chicken if I could, but it wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't hold up in the packaging. Probably, probably not. So, uh, no, I'm I'm always down for a road trip. Like I've, I've driven to Memphis, which is six hours one way, just for barbecue. I've driven to Dallas just for In and Out. I'm originally from California, so it's kind of okay. a, a thing okay. for me. I mean, obviously, it's not the best burger in the world, but it's got some nostalgic value. So I take yeah. my wife and daughter to Allen, Texas, just for In and Out. We'll eat there, and then I just drive right back to Tulsa. We've done that a couple of times. And, uh, you know, with the addition of the new Bucky's on Highway 75, that's kind of a stop now. We, it's kind of mandatory to hit up the Bucky's. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. But you, you get, yeah, you're in Texas, man. You know what I'm getting at. So, in any case, uh, I think my next foodie road trip is going to be to uh, to your brewery. So, I want some of this fried chicken and beer, man. Um, I'm sold. And again, I'm not just saying that because you're here Glad recording this. I'm like, dude, no, this is this is my jam. This is uh, <laughs> this is a road trip worthy, and I want everyone to, I want all the uh, listeners to know that. Here. So now, uh, so when I come down, hopefully, uh, I'll have a chance to meet you, get a selfie, and share a beer, and just hang out and uh, and enjoy life. For so. sure. So, Jacob, I have a non-beer question for you. What is your okay. favorite movie? And why? Mm. That is a tough question. I'm going to go with The Dark Knight because uh, I'm like a pretty big Batman fan. Um, and I just love those movies. I feel like they're uh, pretty stellar. That was like growing up, loved Batman. That was like my. Uh, kind of quintessential movie that I fell in love with. So I, I'd go with that one. Um, are you, are you looking forward to the new Robert Pattinson one? I'd say, you know, I wasn't sure, but I'm kind of thinking it seems pretty cool. So may probably, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm 75% in on it. I'd say <laughs> I want to see it, the actual movie, but you know, I don't like buy in. And then everybody's like, that was horrible. And I'm like, okay, I bought it in on it. So I'm going to say I'm 75% in, in invested. Um, I mean, outside of superhero movies, I love like Inception is one of my favorite movies. Uh, so I think it's like great cinematics, great movie. I would watch it like anytime it's on TV. Uh, so man, I'm just a Christopher Nolan uh, fan in terms yeah. of that. But, uh, but yeah, that's my go-to. Ray, what about you? What's your favorite movie? Uh, my favorite movie of all time is Tombstone. I already oh, know that's that. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Ray, yeah. why don't you ask yeah. another question? Plenty and we'll let Jacob ask a though. question. Yeah. So... What would I like to ask? It's got to be uh, not beer related. So okay, I'll just I'll keep it simple. Um, I'm I'm a foodie. So outside of your brewery, which it sounds like makes fantastic fried chicken, now uh, if somebody was to be in your your part of the metro, right, which is kind of halfway between 
you know, Dallas and Fort Worth. You're kind of in the middle there. Um, yeah. But what, where would you recommend somebody go get a fantastic meal in the DFW metro area? Mm, okay. So, uh, my go to other than our place, obviously, uh, would be Slowbone Barbecue. So it's uh, on Irving Boulevard. It's kind of also, it's not far from us, um, but it's fantastic barbecue, um, available lunch and dinner. Uh, the sides are phenomenal. Sandwiches are phenomenal. So if you're stopping through, it's kind of hidden gem, I would say, barbecue uh, to check out. So if we are, if you come on a Monday when we're not open, I would be like, go there and get barbecue and you will not be disappointed. Now, Stana is good to know. That's a spot I've not been to yet. Um, so yeah. I'm looking forward to checking it. You know, I'm partial to my dude, Chad, who's got smoke sessions over on the east side out in Roy City, but um, I, I'm, I like to try new things too. So uh, I'll, I'll add that to Fair my enough. list. I'll add it to my list, man. You said slow bone, right? Yeah, slow bone barbecue. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you can go wrong with any barbecue in Texas. I mean, I, I will say that without having tried every place, but uh, right. But you know, I think I think barbecue tourism is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely right, and it pairs awesome with beer, <laughs> like so many other things. So, but Jacob, ha- right. have, have you got any random question? I know we're putting you on the spot here, but have you got a question or two for for Mike and I? Oh, sure. Um, so what is your favorite beer style and why? I would say. All right. So I'll, I'll take that first. So I, I am admittedly uh, very much a hop head. Um, IPAs are my preferred style. Uh, Dogfish Head 120 minute IPA is uh, my, my number one favorite beer. Um, I like the bitters. I like those huge, I call it a punch in the tongue, uh, those hoppy flavors. That just speaks to me and my taste bros. It just does something for me that uh, I, I I don't get out of any other beer. So I love all kinds of styles of beer. Obviously, um, you know, I do this podcast, but that is uh, that's my go to. I'm going to have to say probably a Vienna lager. Um, you know, I, I like the, uh, you know, most Vienna lagers are, you know, medium body. uh you know, they're, they're, they're not too bitter. They, you know, they've got some, um, you know, they've got a little bit of breadiness, you know, that maltiness to it. I think they're just a, a pretty good beer overall, but, um, but I mean, I like a lot of different lagers. I'm, I'm more of a lager and then a stout, uh, fan, um, you know, like the Doppelbach, uh, the Marzen Oktoberfest, uh, Dunkel. I mean, like, you know, they're all very good very high on my list, I would say. Right. Um, and then I would put stouts and then, um, some barrel aged doubts pretty high on the list too. But, uh, and that's, and that's what I do when I go to a place, I'll get their lager, whether it's the, you know, Vienna lager, American lager, my whatever it may be, I'll try the different lagers that they have. And that's kind of, you know, if you can, if you can brew a good lager, then you're, you're pretty high on my list. So what about yourself? Oh, so for me, I would have to say favorite style is is saison or saison. Um, 
I mean, I've, I've loved Saison beers from the, from our home brewing days to here. Um, I mean, outside of that IPA probably. Um, but I just love the amount of flavor you can create in Saison's and, um, just the, what, what all you can do with them. Um, I mean, that yeast is usually so powerful that you can do so many cool beers. So uh, that's definitely me. Overall, um, I want to first say thank you to Jacob for joining us. Uh, thank you for uh, letting us pepper with you if you with a few questions here at the end. Um, just to kind of wrap up, we had the Imperial Jalapeno Saison, which now I know is one of your favorite styles. So I understand where, where that came from. Um, and we thought very highly of that. Um, then we had the Cinnamon Peach Waffle, uh, another fantastic beer. Um, these beers for, for Ray and I and, and, you know, for Jacob as well, uh, rated very highly. Uh, got nines across the board. Paired it with some good songs all the way from Velvet Revolver, Slither, uh, Boys of Summer by Don Henley, uh, Bruce Springsteen, I'm on Fire, uh, for, for the Imperial Saison, obviously, to the, um, you know, we've got uh, Lady Sovereign, Steve Miller Band, and then, um, again, I can't read my writing, uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, is that what Deep you chose? <laughs> I need to get it better. Yeah. I, I'm Deep writing on this. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, Deep yeah. something. yeah. So... Uh, so we got some, a good variety of songs, some good, for, uh, some very high ratings for beers. We tried some fantastic beers. Uh, Jacob, we had a great conversation having you on here tonight, and I appreciate that. Um, Ray, why don't you uh, take us to our outro, sir? Will do. So I got to echo Mike. Thank you so much for checking out this awesome episode of Crap Your Bucket List. Thank you, Jacob, for taking the time uh, to hang out with us. It's been a, a lot of fun. I uh, really enjoyed uh, the, the two beers that we tried from on rotation out of Dallas, Texas. So if you're driving right now, pull over, pull over, get on the social medias, uh, give on rotation a follow, visit their website, uh, do what you got to do. Show them some love from wherever you're at. We do what we can to always support local. While you're on the social medias, be sure to follow Crap Your Bucket List on the Facebook, the Instagram, and Twitter. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a five-star rating and drop us a review. We love, love, love the reviews from you guys. That means the world to us. If you're tuning in from iHeartRadio, thank you so much. We just recently started broadcasting on there as well. And do me another solid. Please, please, please don't drink and drive, but do drink local. And we will catch y'all in the next episode of Craft Beer Bucket List. Adios! Crap Beer Bucket List is partially supported by Red Dirt LLC. Red Dirt is a parks, recreation, and tourism services agency with the goal to provide the tools, information, and leadership to help guide, plan, and market your organization or business. Red Dirt provides media management, photography and videography, research and analysis, and overall management for excursions and experiences for your agency. Visit reddirt.us.